Right, boys, here's my first upset of the weekend coming. I just think that Chelsea might start to turn the corner. Like, he's got a bit of fitness. Possibly the most boring game of the festive period. I think you're both being quite optimistic <laughs> with 1-1s, one, one, though, to be honest with you. Sad Manchester United fans. If I had a Christmas wish that would come true, it would be get rid of VAR. Hey guys, welcome to the Boxing Day special of the Footy Social Club. Steve and Ryan with me. Boys, Merry Christmas. Hope you had a good day yesterday. Um, I'm feeling like a right fat you-know-what. Following far too much Christmas dinner. I even had it for, for breakfast this morning before going to air. Look, um, for those of you that are pissed off of hanging out with your family, we've got a podcast here it's Boxing Day. There is Premier League fixtures galore over the next three days. And Ryan, I'm going to come straight to you for Newcastle versus Forest. Newcastle will be looking to get back to winning ways following the loss at Luton, mate. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a poor result for them. Um, I think they've got the perfect game, though, to bounce back, to be honest. Had the, the sacking of Steve Cooper, the hiring of Nuno. I didn't see the difference personally um, in, in Forest, although they got screwed over, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit. But um, it's a good game for Newcastle. I, I see at, at home, it's a good it's a good game for them to have Forest aren't great away. So to be honest, while they've been underwhelming, I think this certainly over the last few weeks and they've got injuries and what have you, I still fully expect a, a Newcastle win. Home win. Steve, Obviously, Luton have been knocking at the door of beating a so-called bigger side in the Premier League. I, I called it in the, the pod just before Christmas that I fancied a Luton upset. The, the injuries or the key injuries, the likes of Gordon and, and whatever else that might have caused Newcastle those issues. But they're not as good as what they were maybe at the start of the season. I think, I mean, their home form is always good, isn't it? Because the, the crowd up there just, just seems to be a different level. Um, to obviously to when they're away, their weight support's very good, but then that just really just lifts them. Um, yeah, they, they are getting a few of their players back, and I think that could be a little concern for them. Well, they're not going to be a hundred percent fit yet, but they are getting a little a few of their players back. They've had Burn back, they've had Long Longstaff back. Um, uh, Almiron, who'd been in and out, is back. You know, just they, they, so I just personally for me, that's it's, I think this is a game they should and probably will win. But they've just, yeah. they've just got to watch themselves. We we said I think a few a few weeks ago what were that what were that where where do they want to get to, and actually they're going to have to invest in that squad, um, yeah, particularly in January and summer. Yeah, no doubt. So, no, think... that's definitely not good enough. Uh, right, just quickly on Forest. Obviously, you mentioned there that Nuno's come in. Um, <laughs> game one. Match one for Nuno and probably already annoyed following the uh, the Willy Bowley red card that should never have been. No, no, we, we speak about it every week. It's just a joke. The, the things that they can review and then they don't review simple yellow card that's been, that leads to a red. He must be frustrated. <laughs> have they got a subkeeper as well? Because Matty Turner surely is on thin yeah, ice. Yeah, they uh, have. He, he pretty, much pushed, pretty much pushed that. Uh, Solanke's third goal in, while it was a good header, he, he, the Premier League keeper's got to be saving that for me. So he could deem himself a bit unlucky, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't see the difference majorly in what he's going to do versus what Steve Cooper's done. So it's a risk, and we've discussed it internally that I, we didn't believe they could get better, and I don't think they've upgraded. No, it's definitely a sideways step. So you mentioned Solanke, and that's where we're going next, Steve. Bournemouth at home to Fulham, a hat-trick for Solanke last time out. <laughs> 
He'll fancy his chances against a Fulham side that lost at home to Burnley last time out. Yeah, they spluttered, didn't they, last time out, Fulham? I think they're well fancied by a lot of people to uh, to, to do over Burnley, but they, they definitely spluttered. Yeah, Solanke, what a runner form he's on. He he has he is proper on a runner form, and actually, will that get some of the bigger clubs sniffing again? I mean, he's he's been there. Went was at, was at Liverpool at one stage early, yeah. early early in his career. You know, look, Chelsea this, as well. Yeah, I guess he's now developing into the player. I think that a lot of people could see he could have been back in the day. I think he should stay put. I, I think I, I don't disagree with that, Christian. I'm not suggesting he goes in this window or anything like that. But I do think that I do think there's will be people sniffing around him. Because let's face it, goal scorers yeah. are hard to find. Yeah, but he's like, he's been linked with Arsenal in in the media, not saying that there's anything concrete there. I don't want him. Um, I don't know yet if he's ready to deal with the pressure of playing for a bigger side. As I said, it had, didn't work out at Liverpool. Yes, he was a lot younger. Chelsea, you know, Chelsea graduate as well. But he's been in and around some bigger clubs. If I was Solanke, right, he's working with a manager in Iriola who's clearly getting the best out of him in the Premier League so far, why would yeah. you even consider moving clubs? I don't think he needs to. And I think Bournemouth have already come out and said already, don't bother in, in January because I, I don't know. I know they've climbed up the table with their recent form, but if you sell him, you're pretty much resigning yourself to being in a bit of a scrap because the teams at the bottom are picking up a little bit. So why would yeah. you do that? Um, for me, he, he stays, he stays, put, him staying puts good for him. They'll get a bigger move in the summer. It's good for Bournemouth. They'll get more money in the summer, I feel, as well, because he'll have a full season under his belt. And if he continues the way he is, it's going to be astronomical money because he's proven he can score goals. Who wins the game for you, Roy? Uh, I, I, I've got to go with Bournemouth, actually. Bournemouth at home, I, I don't think they're going to lose. So I, I'm not even going to, not even considering a fence draw or anything like that before you reference it. Um, <laughs> definitely a, a home a home win. Christmas, <laughs> Christmas fence. <laughs> Decorated with tinsel. Steve, what about for you, mate? Yeah, yeah. But Bournemouth win. I think Fulham are so inconsistent. With, you know, the minute you back them or the minute you think they're going to, they're going to do something, they don't. And obviously, um, <laughs> is Jimenez still out? For his red card, or I think back? so. Yeah, I don't know. It'd have been violent be... conduct, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd have been a violent conduct. Yeah, so yes, yeah, so it would have like been three games, wouldn't it? Yeah, so yeah, they missed him. Fulham win four nil. Definitely missed him. We all go Christmas. The sort of Christmas period definitely has upsets in it. Um, so yeah, I mean, who knows? On to the relegation six pointer that. Probably a game worth watching over over a Boxing yeah. Day fixture. Sheffield United at home to Luton. We mentioned it earlier, I Luton won last time out. They are not the same side away from home. I heavily fancy Sheffield United in this one. Yeah, Sheffield United are not exactly my favourite topic at the moment, given, uh, given their <laughs> last result. That's why I came to you first. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. But uh, it, it's very different. I know you fancy them. But there's the uh, Steve and I actually spoke about it. We were talking about the fixtures as well. And the pressure is going to be on Sheffield United to win. And Wilder's proven he can set up a team that's tough to beat. He hasn't. Pr- I know they beat Brentford, but Brentford were missing all sorts of players up front. You know, in this type of game, yeah. Sheffield United, if Sheffield United have any hope or wish of uh, getting out of the relegation zone or staying up, this is a game they have to, have to win. Um Whereas Luke, I think I won't ruin your th- steal your thunder completely, Steve. 
But Luton don't, do they? They're on, not a bit of form. If they don't get beat, no. it's probably a point no. gamed. Whereas for Sheffield United, it'll be two points dropped. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Steve. I think Luton have got enough at home to stay up. If they're, if they're going, it's not about away form for Luton because no. they've got enough no. at no. Kenilworth if, Road. I think if they can pick up the odd point away from home, which is why I was suggesting with Ryan when we were discussing it that if they could get a draw today um, and possibly beat Sheffield United at their place, that would that would be a real you know four points against any team for them as a as a real real bonus two points a game. They've only won one away. Um, in the league this year, Luton. So I think this is going to be, again, a tough game. They're, they're going to be the sort of side over Christmas as well who play the same 11 players. Yeah. They, you know, and, and you've got Great players show. in there like you've got players in there like Townsend and Barkley and obviously that you've got Brown and Adebayo who up front. I mean, he has got them set up really well at home, but I just wonder if this is going to be, like I say, they might view this as a game they should win, but are they going to have the legs? three days after they've played already. Maybe Bar- Barkley and Townsend starting to make a difference, adding that Premier League experience to Luton. Ross Barkley talked about making a, a late run into the England squad. I don't see that, but if he could pick himself up five or six goals between now and the end of the season, on a game like this, that could be the difference between Burnley, uh, Luton going down or staying up. It'd be interesting he, to he see. He has been brilliant. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, let's not, let's not, you know, let's not gloss over it. He has literally picked that team up on his shoulders and he has been brilliant. He, I don't know if you see that, whether you see the, 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 the shot he had during that game. What a world of a strike, and it was very unlikely not to score, actually. Looks to be enjoying yeah. his football, and that, that's yeah. credit to Luton as well, because, you know, didn't really work out for him at Chelsea at all. You know, it wasn't the, the Ross Barkley that was at Everton. No, so, no. you know, it's good to see, you know, English talent enjoying their football once again. Go on, Rye, then. What's your, uh, what's your prediction for Luton, Sheffield United? Well, the rested players against us. So, I'm going to go just, just a Sheffield United win. Still but it's going result. to be close. Okay. Go on, Steve. For you? Yeah. Yeah. This is not going to be... Well, this is probably be a four-four now, but I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. So let's go one-nil Sheffield United. <laughs> one-nil Sheffield Classic. Chrissy Wilder will be over the moon with that one. Yeah, over the moon. Right, boys. Here is my first upset of the Boxing Day fixtures, and there is another one to come. Um, and it's not Palace Chelsea. Before you think I'm going to talk about Poch, um, but look, here's my first one. Burnley Turf Moor will be bouncing following the away win at Fulham. Um, just before Christmas. And I'm going to say Liverpool look tired against Arsenal at the end and Burnley are going to sneak a 2-1 win at home. Steve, for you, what's going to happen? Well, for that to happen, somebody's got to get hold of Salah. And uh, I haven't, I've not seen anybody in the Burnley side who's got anywhere near the sort of skill levels to uh, to stop him from scoring a couple of goals. So um, Zinchenko didn't. Yeah, no, I, and I, yeah, you could say, um, yeah, no. I think you, I think you've had too much, uh, too much drink over the Christmas period, Christian. To be not honest enough. with you, it's, to me, Liverpool win this game. I'm not suggesting they win it comfortably because again, it is a Christmas period game, and we've spoke about how how players get tired legs, um, particularly Liverpool because they haven't got the greatest of depth. You know, they've had a couple of big games. Um, in the last couple of weeks, they've played obviously United and they've played Arsenal, which will be two big games for their towards that season. But they've got to go to Turf Moor and win this game, surely. 2 1 3 1, I'd say. 2 1 3 1. I mean, I did call Luton to beat Newcastle. So, yeah, you know, did, on the yeah. shot count, Gaz, Gaz <laughs> got right the uh, Sheffield United versus Villa result as a draw as well. So, 
you know, funnier things could happen over <laughs> Christmas. Um, Rai, for you, Liverpool-Burnley or Burnley-Liverpool, I should say. Yeah, I, I don't see your faith in them in terms of them turning over Liverpool. I can see them giving them a tough game because it's a type of ground, small, compact, like a Luton, where they did struggle. If you're Burnley, the blueprint would probably be double up on Salah, have two players on him and don't worry about the rest of their attack because they don't look like they hit a barn door. Um, it's going to be a huge problem for them in January, I feel, when they lose Salah. Left back's going to be a bit of an issue because Joe Gomez, I think, is being lined up to play left back. He's not a left back. So they, he was they have... very good against Arsenal. He was very good. Yeah, but to play there on a consistent basis when he hasn't been in the team, don't worry. He may well, may well pick it up, and I think Robertson's due back in, uh, in January. But um, I still expect Liverpool to win. But again, similarly, it's not going to be a cricket score. I, I don't see Burnley scoring though. All that said, I don't think they're that good. So a one or a two nil Liverpool. But um, yeah, I, I hope for different. But yeah, I still think Liverpool. We'll we'll see. Right, let's let's go on to Manchester United versus Aston Villa. Um. Look, this should be a Villa win based on how poor Manchester United are. Before we talk about Villa, and I'm going to make Rye wait for this one, I'm going to turn it back the other way. Steve, you know, Christmas good news, I think, for United fans with the, the confirmation that Jim Radcliffe is coming in as a minority shareholder of the club. 25% deal announced on Christmas Eve. I'm guessing that was to bring some joy to those sad Manchester United fans following the trouncing by West Ham. Um, look, where where do United go? I, I put out that we've got a podcast coming out about this, but it looks as if Radcliffe's going to get a little bit of freedom at United to make some some big calls. And could that see Ten Hag on notice, especially if January results are poor? Yeah, I find this takeover really strange, really, really, really strange. Because if he does really well, he puts the price up for the Glazers. So they're quite happy because he's doing really well. But if he does really well, he might not be able to afford it himself. I don't I don't really understand why the, tw the, tw the 25 percent just seems a really strange if you, if any club, you just wouldn't, and, and you like say you're, they're giving him the freedom to do whatever he wants as far as within the club. He needs to get the structure right inside the club. Let's not get it. Let's not get it wrong. That is yeah. what he needs to do because it's a United clearly, fan as well. yeah, because clearly there's a problem behind the scene. I'm not suggesting he's going to go in there and do anything he shouldn't do because obviously don't take that the wrong way. But I just think it's a really strange look and takeover because when a when somebody normally takes over, they take over lock, stock and barrel. They're given the they're given the rights to do whatever they want with the club. Well, he seems to be given that, but he's only got twenty five percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting one, but I, you know they've already said there's not going to be wholesale changes or players brought in and out in, in January. For, as the result goes, Steve, they were they were shocking, shocking against West Ham. Yeah, what do you think they will do at home? But I think West Ham can do that to teams who have a bit of possession. Yeah. United had 66% possession. Um, and they just blitz them on the break. We've spoken about Bowen's pace and other people's pace in that, you know, in that West Ham side. Kudos, Kudos and Silky yeah, Piquet, yeah, Yeah, and them two have linked up very well. Kudos and Cassetta, and, and just reasoning. I think this will be a United. I think this will be a um, Villa win. I think Villa will win I this. Um, I think they'll be so annoyed that they dropped points against Villa. Uh, sorry, against um, Sheffield United, that Emery will have them bang at it. 
And I think yeah, that I agree. it's still too early in the in the takeover process for there to have been anything adjusted or anything done. They will get they will get it right at United, I think, with it with him with him there. He'll put he'll put the structures in place behind the scenes. With Ineos, that's what they do. That is so what they do. They're very, uh, so Dave very, Brailsford's going to be involved exactly. on the board of very, United. Very, that's massive. Very, very much about marginal gains and all that sort of thing. I, th- I think they'll get it right, but for this game, too early. Villa will probably win it 2-0, 3-0. Go on, right. I know you were devastated or angry following the, the, the draw with Sheffield United. There's some VAR decisions, which I'll let you talk about, not going your way. In some ways, this is almost the perfect game for Aston Villa. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. If you'd have said to me we'd have got seven points across the three festive games, I'd have took it. The manner of how we're now going to have to do it is frustrating. We could have been top of Christmas. I'll, I'll say it off the bat: we didn't deserve to beat Sheffield United, but the clowns in Stockley Park did us absolutely no favors. Phases of play—I don't know how many phases of play Sheffield United have had trying to clear the ball after what was a foul on the keeper, but wasn't picked up. What's the point in having phases of play rule and then not applying it? The handball, if you're allowed to bicep a football, then put it in the rules because that was not shoulder and it was clearly proven on replays it wasn't shoulder. So that annoyed me. The Villa performance pissed me off because I don't think we played with any urgency throughout the game either. Um, There was no excuse to say we were tired, but I I fully expect us to bounce back. Um, United are crippled with injuries. They have a guy up front who young or not, doesn't look like he can hit a barn door either. Cue him probably scoring against us. Yeah. But um, they, 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 they're, a me- they're a mess. <laughs> like, they, they're a mess. They haven't scored in four games. Yeah. So you, you know, like Villa are the type of team that will break that run. So when I'm predicting a Villa win, I will say we will concede because <laughs> we're prone to giving away a daft goal. But yeah, I, I expect the players to bounce back. It would have been a huge disappointment for our home winning run to end. It was going to end at some time. And the, the appointment of Wilder, you yeah, could of think they would, they would set up and they would be better. I still expected us to win that game. And we didn't really show any urgency until we conceded. That's not good enough. And there's been Fans a few got warning nervous signs. As well. Fans got nervous and didn't get behind the Villa players. They, to really, like, they didn't. They didn't. We, had that, we had that performance earlier in the season against Mostar in, um, in the Europa Conference League, where there was almost an expectation we were going to win. And we scored in like the 93rd or 94th minute with John McGinn. It was a similar type game for me. Frustrating, disappointing. And it was just like, where's the urgency? Where's the urgency that battered Brighton, you know, destroyed Man City despite the scoreline? Where was that type of performance? It just wasn't there, whatever the reason. But I expect us to bounce back. We're a better team than Man U, man for man. So I'm going to go for a 2-1 and it'll be a late consolation goal for United. So it won't be as nerve-wracking as what I'm predicting. Do you think that's a problem you might have, though, um, Ryan, going forward? Because the crowd expectations now, it's a little bit like when you go to Anfield, and, and, and I've been to Anfield with Ipswich, and they, they turn up expecting to be an Ipswich side that are well lower than them and all that sort of stuff. And I wonder if that's Villa's going to be possibly Villa's issue with the fact of why they don't get over the line. Potentially. I, I do, like Christian called out the fans, and maybe there was a bit of an expectation, which rightly or wrongly, what was there. I do think the players help contribute towards that as well. I I, I think Villa, I, I yeah. do think when I'm talking about Villa fans, I'm talking for the men, we're enjoying the ride. And when you're saying about us being title challengers, this is why I don't put us in that category yet. I, I called out, I replied on on, uh, on our YouTube channel about 
Spurs weren't title challengers in October, so I'm not going to be a hypocrite and call Villa them in December. There is there going to be an expectation? Yes, but we've got to learn how to deal with that. We didn't adapt our game plan yeah. for as much as I praised Emery. I don't yeah. think we really adapted our game plan, our tempo of play or anything. Playing a smaller team, playing a team that just came for a point, and I think that's something we're going to have to change in the summer because if we don't, oh, no, oh, sorry, yeah. over the course of the rest of the season, because there's a blueprint there now. There's a blueprint that says set up this way. They might not be able to break you down. Sit deep and and try and, and try and suffocate them. It's funny as well how players return to former clubs and always score. I, I don't know why that happens, but you know Archer obviously returned to score. I can only imagine your face, right, when, when he did. But look, let's move on to Brentford versus Wolves. This is the start of the fixtures on the twenty seventh. Possibly the most boring game of the festive period. Um, Steve, what's Brentford Wolves going to do for you? I, I'm going for a I'm going for a fence moment here, and this is going to be one one. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to this one, Christian. This is a game of the, this is a game of the, <laughs> the week. This is to me. No, um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think you're probably right with your one one. Um, Brentford don't score loads with the with the injuries and stuff they've got. Um, Wolves are not great away. Yeah, one one. Let's go with that. <laughs> Happy days. Go on, go on, <laughs> Rye. Are you on the fence for this one, mate? Right, let, let, why, why break a tradition? Let's make a hat trick of draws. Um, I think you're both being quite optimistic with one ones, though. To be honest with you, Jesus, I, I don't see he's going to score in the game. Um, maybe a couple of own goals or something. It, it's, yeah, yeah. I can't get one. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, but yeah. I'm going to go with I'll, I'll go with a draw as well, just to just to give you boys a chuckle and chuck in my uh, traditional draw. <laughs> Just, just quickly on Wolves, obviously massive Gary O'Neill fan. The, the, everyone that listens to the pod regularly knows that. Fantastic result against Chelsea last time out. Fan, at home, got the, got the fans on their side. Bullied them again. Bullied yeah. Chelsea. Christian, everybody beats Chelsea, let's be honest. We know this. Yeah, they've done it a few times. <laughs> I, I, look, I can't wait. Yeah, God, don't start him again. Yeah. He's, already, he's, got, he's got Chelsea Palace to come up. Don't start him. <laughs> Just why did we let him go? That's exactly where we're going next. And that's why I mentioned Chelsea. You go first. They are at home to Palace, (laughs) right? So we talked about the six game run when we were all on the pod about how many points they might get. And I think I said eight. I think we're three games in. They've got three. And I, I don't think they'll get more than a point in this one. What I will say though, right, is the importance of Nkuku scoring against Wolves. Yeah. Yeah, it was big. Like it was it was nothing more than a consolation goal, but it gets him up and running to start his season off, which is obviously where he's at. Um yeah, Chelsea are just one of those. You you wouldn't if you had your last fifty P you wouldn't want to be putting it on Chelsea, would you? Because you'd probably be more likely putting it on the other team because they're just to be fair, I was an advocate, like I'm not a potch out, but I wasn't a potch myth. But I also said that Gaza's crazy prediction of they were going to be seventh or eighth after this run of games was never going to happen. No they chance. Don't have, they don't have that consistency in them. Um, it's one of those where no. if either team won 2 0, you wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> you just wouldn't be. No, I Royal think Palace well can definitely, off the back of. Yeah, correct. 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 Go on, Steve. Can Palace, you know, bully Chelsea, get a result like they did at the Etihad? They can, and and 
uh, Royal have them set up, set up in exactly the way that he wants them to be set up. They they do follow his instructions to the letter. In, in fairness to him, he's 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 well respected within that group of players. So they could easily easy snatch a, a result here. All right, two draws in a row. They obviously had the Brighton game again, which was, was a big game for them. The one-one draw That's on Thursday point. night, which obviously is a derby. Um, I just think that Chelsea might start to turn the corner, like you say, with Unkunku there. He's got, he's got, to get, he's got to get his fitness up. He's got. He's got he, it is, isn't it? It's a long corner. It's not a 200-metre bend. It's a 400-metre bend, this corner. All right. Palace uh, are going to win it. All right, let's, let's go with that, then. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you call this game. Unless you've got wouldn't a crystal ball, how do you call this game? It would not game? surprise you if Palace went and won it. this one. I'm going to call it a draw. No. It's going to be a draw, because I don't trust yeah. either Draw on the win. fence. Draw, yeah. OK. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to call a 2 I'm going to call a 2-1 Chelsea, but only just. They'll score late. I'm going to go one nil Palace then. I'm going to move from a draw to one nil Palace, and um, Mateta to get the to get that winning goal. The thing is as well is is if that happens, I just feel Chelsea shrink back into their shell. They don't just don't know where to go, and a lot of that for me still sits with Pochettino. Just quickly before we move on from them, their next fixtures following um, following the Palace game, just Premier League. This is Luton away. Now, I fancy Luton to bully Chelsea <laughs> at Kenilworth Road. I'm going to stick my neck on the line and say Luton will win that one. They then finish up, which is game six of the mini set of fixtures that we're focused on, with a West London derby at home to Fulham. That's the only one of the three that I think they can win, which means they might be on six points out of eight. And if that's the case, Pot should be uh, getting his P45 and a new job. Um Let's move on to Everton versus City. Um, City back from um, the World Club Cup following their convincing win over, is it Flamencia? Yeah, um, from 4-0. Brazil? 4-0. I mean, you know, Fluminese, yeah, thank you, Ryan. Appreciated. Welcome, Wasn't mate. quite sure how you said it. I looked, there's a lot of words there, mate. A lot of letters there, and I was like, no idea, but I'll have a go. Um, look, Everton, Steve, were a little unlucky against Spurs, and I'm not saying that sitting here in my Arsenal shirt, but on another day, they might have picked up a result down at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium just before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Again, I think this is, we've, we've spoken about just going on to the top on that particular game. Tottenham seem to start really quick sometimes and just, they sort of run out, of, they run out of pace. And yep. Everton really did come into it late in the game, had three or four big chances. One particularly that, um, that Calvert-Lewin finished very, very well. And obviously then it gets ruled out for, a little kick on the ankle or just a little Debatable bit of coming together. That, it was it? just, honestly, and if you and if you slow those things down, the Premier League is pay, played at such a pace, quicker than it's ever, ever been. And then they roll out a goal. Another VAR gets involved. Oh, it's, it's, it's laughable. It's just laughable in my mind. Just, well, yeah. it's unfortunate. It's, it's anything how can not that laughable. They've got, they're, they're, yeah. It's frustrating, yeah. is what, yeah. what it is. Um, and uh, you know, look, if Ipswich make it back next next season to the Premier League for God knows how many years, you'll know exactly, Steve. But uh, you'll, you'll get to experience it as a, as a fan no. and be and be annoyed most weeks. I would have thought, Steve. Do you think Everton can get anything from the City game? City had a lot of travelling, didn't they, in the last few days? Again, that was only that was only Friday. We're now Tuesday. That was when they when they were over at this World Club Cup. And Everton at home. Partying. Well, I'm going to say, yeah, because he will have been, yeah, yeah, a three-day bender. Um, 
so I think they can. I think they can. City are not City are not the city they ha- they have been. Um, they'll come good after Christmas, I think. City, but yeah, there could be could be a one one two two here. Everton are dangerous now. They've, they've got players who can who can score goals. I noticed that Gomez was back. Um, yes, great finish and, as well. Got a, good, got a good goal. They have missed him. He, he was a mainstay for their side over the over very the sort of last season. So Barcelona, you yeah. know. Yeah, we, we've, we, and we haven't, we didn't even mention him when we've been talking about how Dyche is setting him up, all that sort of stuff. He's, he seems to keep finding these gems. Dwight McNeil, obviously, I've spoken about him, him coming into the side and doing well. They're just, they're a decent side at home, and they could easily. Spine easily of Everton get, is actually yeah, strong yeah, when you think of yeah. Pickford, Tarkowski, Dakure, yeah. Garner oh. Gay. Um, and and did he make it? Did he make a save against front. Tottenham again? He, yes. He's, yeah. He's, he, he, he seems. He seems. I mean, he's probably he'll, make, he'll, he'll probably make one against Man City, but he seems to eradicate those mistakes he was making yep. this season. Absolutely. He's not. He's not having Absolutely. to save as many, is he? Right. Which is probably a good thing for him. He's not getting well, that record in recent. In, in, <laughs> yeah, in, in, that's, in, in that's all honesty, true. in recent weeks, he's not having to face as many shots. When you're facing ten, fifteen shots a game, the likelihood is someone's going to critique you if you concede yeah, one. True. And if you're facing five, the chances yeah, are you're going to save them. So. Right, do you think that Sean Dyche obviously will be buoyed by the performance of Everton um, down at Tottenham, even though they went on to lose? I, I kind of look at it and go, it's a continuation of Everton playing well, um, you know, since the, the point deduction. But I think it's been before that. I think it's been coming, this type of performance. Yeah. Will he use the injustice of, of maybe disallowed goals and whatever else to, to, to rally the troops and get them up for, you know, a tough game against City, but hopefully get the fans on their side as well. To, to be honest, I don't think it needs to get anybody up. Um, their league position is a lie. If you take away the yeah. points, I know they've got the points deduction, but that's not how they've been playing this season. Even the first game after the points deduction that they lost to United, that wasn't a 3-0 game by any stretch of the imagination. So they're playing a lot better. And if you need to get yourself up to be playing the champions and get the fans up, you probably, in in the words of uh, Klopp, you probably shouldn't be turning up because it's a game you should be well up for. Um, that being said, you got three guys that are probably chomping at the bit to come back and play for City. De Bruyne's fit again. Whether he's going to start or not, you don't know. You've got Doku, you've got Haaland. Even if they're all, all three of them are sat on the bench, that's some scary substitutions you can make. Rodri's all right, despite <laughs> that challenge. Um, I think he's going to be terrible, okay. Terrible. So I, I still I expect a City win. It's obviously not going to be easy going to Goodison, but I, I expect City to have too much. They can now concentrate on the league for a bit. Champions League's done. World Club Cup's done. They're out the the Carabao Cup. They can concentrate on the league for a while, and this is where their their run could start. But well, I'm going for an Everton three, Manchester City one, and I promise you, viewers. <laughs> That is only where is it water in my bottle. Uh, not vodka, not beer, not anything else. It's water. But I'm going for Everton 3, City 1. Uh, I'm going to go back to sort of the Roberto Martinez days. And I think Sean Dyche is doing something uh, similar there with the likes of when Lukaku was up front for Everton. And, you know, I think if Everton can score first, those fans at Goodison will be noisy as anything. And I can see Everton going 2-0 up 
um, and then potentially adding a third late in the game. So Everton 3, City 1. It will be a game that Steve and I will be covering uh, over on YouTube. So, so do head over to YouTube, Footy Social Club. Um, we'll be on about 30 minutes before kickoff, um, giving you all the team news and obviously doing the live watch along throughout the game. Um, should be a good one. Hopefully Everton can win. Heap some more pressure on um, onto uh, Pep. Get him a few further points behind the, the likes of Arsenal and Liverpool. We'll need it as we enter the second half of the season. Um, let's go to Brighton Spurs, Ryan. Um, this is set to be a good game, I think. Two teams that like to play football. We don't know what team Brighton are going to put out, but we, we know how Spurs will set up. Yeah, we, we do. Um, they'll, start, they'll likely start the game fast. Uh, I think, you know, for as much as we've took the mickey out of them this season, Richarlison's going to be a very, very important player for them over the next sort of six to eight weeks, given Son's going to be going to the Put him in my dream team. Yeah, it's not a surprise. Um, I wish I'd have done that with Solanke this weekend, or the week, last weekend instead of this weekend. But um, yeah, like he, he's scoring goals for them, and I think that's that's going to be critical towards Spurs' form because they need somebody who's going to be able to pick up that slack from Son. With Brighton, yeah, I've been disappointed with them this season. I thought they had a real opportunity to kick on, and I just think they've tinkered too much. We've spoken about what the manager has or hasn't said, but um, I see goals. What do I think the result's going to be? Uh, do you know what? Gaz, Gaz tipped us to drop points, so I'm going to do the same back to him. I reckon Brighton are actually going to get a win. They might actually put a full strength team out and beat Spurs. There you go. I'm not going to sit on any fence. <laughs> Steve, for you, how does the Brighton Spurs game play out? Could depend on what goalkeeper Brighton have. <laughs> With the way that Brook uh, <laughs> has been making mistakes. Really. Yeah, true. <laughs> Perhaps Steele will be back in. Um, again, I think this could be a, this this could be a good good game. Um, Tottenham seems to hit a bit of form, and like you say, Richarlison's definitely um, definitely on form. That front three actually with with Brennan Johnson, he's been very unlucky in the last few games not to score. So yeah, yeah let's go let's go with a two one Tottenham win with uh, Brennan Johnson getting himself on the score sheet. Right, you talk about you know, Brighton being disappointing this season. They are ninth um, at the moment on 27 points, only three points off of West Ham in sixth. Um, both yeah. played the same amount of games. So look, you know, before the end of the Christmas period, they could be back in the top six or in and around it. It's not such a bad season, for, you know, for, for Brighton. I, I agree no, from but... a consistency point of view that the, the, the not changing or the changing of, of players. I think this game they'll get themselves up for um, and, and they'll beat Spurs. I think, I think this will be 2 0 Brighton, but I know what you're saying. They, they're just another team that the media lauded. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, they were the at first I've said about Villa being the December champions, Spurs being the October ones. After four games, everyone was waxing lyrical about Brighton because they've beaten a poor man new team away, granted with a reserve team, but. Uh, you know, maybe yeah. half the Premier League could do changes. that with with them with a reserve team. You know, like <laughs> it's just it, it's one of them. I just get maybe it's my my problem's not with Brighton because I think they're still punching above their weight. When you look at their the money they spend, Absolutely. I know they sell their players for a lot, but the money that they spend versus where they're sitting in the table, I think they top their Europa League group. So it's not like they're having a bad season. And maybe my, part of my thoughts is based around what the manager says. I think he could conduct himself better, and also how the media portray them. Like, again, it's like the second yep. coming of Christ with how they play football. I just, come on, 
a lot of teams try and play Absolutely. that way now. There's a big gap there now, isn't there, between between Chelsea and, and looking at that table was Bright, yeah. Bright, Brighton, sort of, yeah, Brighton are in ninth on twenty seven, and Chelsea on in tenth on twenty two. It's, it's a big gap, but it's, it's becoming almost two tables. In yeah. the Boxing Day, you could see United in United in ninth and Chelsea in tenth, which is yeah. just ridiculous when you think of the Premier League. And not to say that they should be any higher; it's just, it, it's just ridiculous. You'd never, you'd never think going into Christmas that. Ten Hag and Poch could be ninth and tenth respectively in the Premier League. Um, final game of the Boxing Day fixtures on the twenty eighth of um, of December. A little bit of a wait. Arsenal at home to West Ham. Now, look, I was delighted with a draw at Anfield, and I, you know, I, yes, Ryan, we talked about Trent probably should have scored. Declan Rice and I know Saliba got man of the match. They were immense, and Arsenal battled they weren't necessarily out the game for me I I thought both sort of started fast but Arsenal will be delighted I think to have come away from Anfield with a point this game for me worries me more (laughs) I think Arsenal could drop further points at home to West Ham Um, Declan Rice will be out for revenge following the knockout in the cup earlier in the in the season Um, I think this would be 2-2 I think West Ham have got enough going for to punish us Steve how do you see this game? I don't see that. I don't see that. Why? I don't see that from my foot because West Ham are a different side again at home to what they are away. If you look, if you look at their, if you look at them at home, they've got they've made that that London Stadium a little bit of a fortress. Um, I just think that Arsenal at home with the way that their crowd have been, they've got that tune they use that that is, is, just doesn't come across right to me as as as, as being a, a real rendition of a, of, a, of a tune that should get te- get teams up. I like it. Up. Yeah, I like um, it. The fans get behind you. Get sixty thousand or fifty eight thousand, whatever it is, singing that before a kickoff. I, you know, Lewis Dunford, who's the artist, is an Arsenal fan, season ticket holder as well. So I like that they took a, a local artist who's, who's from North London, um, you know, and, and used that to start a home fixture. I, I, I really like it. I think it's good. Yeah, perhaps, it, um, perhaps it gets the crowd up more than I think, but it just, to 100%. me, it just doesn't, just doesn't come across that way sometimes when perhaps it's early days for it. Perhaps they've not, not managed to get everybody quite to buy into it yet. Perhaps they will. So. So you're going for an Arsenal home win, Steve? Too much I'll go for, for West Ham? Yeah, a comfortable, comfortable Arsenal home win. What do you think, Roy? Yeah, I've got to think the same. I think you're being a bit pessimistic. Like West Ham are one of those teams where you don't know what they're going to. You don't know what they're going to give you. Um, they were very good against United, but if United could have finished their dinner, they could have been a couple of goals up in that first half. That they create well. They, they created chances, and West Ham actually gave them chances as well. So it's not like they're overly solid at the back. And it is a game that, after putting so much in the second half against Man U, they could quite easily lose. So I would expect you, you know, you, you had a good result. You're riding off the back of that. I expect you to win. Expect us to win. See, so I do see, have, I'm, I, yeah, I think Paqueta could hurt us. Go on. I've got a question for you before we do wrap up. How, and I want, I'd quite like this to be a theme to see how close or how, how accurate we are with regards to how many cock-ups the VAR make. How many errors are VAR going to make this weekend? Because I calculated, I think, four or five last weekend. Go on, Steve. It could be any number three. Let's go with, let's go with three. Let's go with three. Hopefully, I'm gonna say, hopefully three. 
<laughs> I'm going to say they've had enough sleep, enough rest, and I'm going to say zero mistakes in the Boxing Day fixtures. Three for Steve. Go on, Roy. How many do you think? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I think they're going to stick with a continuous theme. I think it's going to be another four because I don't trust them. Four. I just don't, I, 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 they're awful, and it was meant to be brought into the game to to remove errors and give you, you know, to keep people's jobs and what have you. Nah, despise it. Anything if but. Get, if, it, if, I had a, if I had a Christmas wish that would come true, it would be get rid of VAR. I don't think no, no. get rid of it. We've just got to work on it. I don't. The game is better with it, and I don't mean at the moment. But we've got to find a way to make to to unify it all as one, and that's what's lacking. Um, look, guys, we're out of time. Just under forty-five minutes on the pod, and uh, look. Newcastle Forest kicks off in just a few hours' time. Great way to start your, your boxing day. Um, gives you an opportunity to hide from the family you don't want to talk to. Um, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget, we're out here every week. They'll be back again on Friday for fixtures to be discussed for the weekend. Um, do come along to the uh, Instagram page. Give us a follow. Um, the boys will have bets this weekend. Um, Steve picked a winner just before Christmas as well. So, uh, boys starting to get some of those fixtures right. If you've enjoyed watching this content, don't forget to hit the notification button. What are you, what are you shaking your head at? Right? I'm shaking my head. Okay. If you told me yesterday's at? results, I'd still get them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's having no luck with those bets. Um, look, you know. Maybe January will bring some uh, bring some luck for the man. But uh, look, fantastic. Enjoy the rest of your Christmas. We'll see you at the weekend for the countdown to New Year's Eve. Have a good rest of the day.